Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 121 of Eddie and Caleb Cast. Of course, as always, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. Follow the show at EC underscore Hero. Check out our Instagram, ECHeroCast, and our Gmail, ECHeroCast at gmail.com. And please follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison at EDDYC85. The recording date is... Tuesday, August 2nd. That's right, we're only eight days ahead at this point, Ed. And today, we are here to review Kick-Ass 2. That's right, but this is the first... <laughs> but, that's funny. Alright, this is the first uh, episode we've done since the big, gigantic Marvel news. Oh yeah, the big Phase 5 and... Six news. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what we didn't see in that announcement? What's that? X Men or Deadpool? Well, that's the rumor. Is it D? What is D twenty three? D? I don't know. Disney Con. I'm just gonna call it Disney Con. Mm. Whatever Disney's little convention thingy is. I think it's D twenty three. But uh, they're supposed to announce more stuff there. But, I mean, uh, they've like four movies for next year. I know. Well, I'm excited. I think it's, it's too, uh, well, too much. We need to quit the show. Well, I mean, I I have it on good authority that superhero movies are dying. So. Mm. Um, oh yeah, that's according to uh, Matt Walsh, right from yeah. Daily Wire. Yeah, and he's for some reason thrilled about it because what a douchebag. <laughs> no, he's thrilled about it because he knows like. You know, they've obviously they've gone a little left. Like, let's not. There's no denying that, right? Well, Disney always has been, but like, yeah. But now they're not even being subtle. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. Was what was the last movie? I mean, like for Thor. I don't know. I mean, I didn't. None of that. Like, it's like Valkyrie was gay. Who cares? You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was the other? Uh, Valkyrie and uh, the Rock guy. Spoiler alert. Well, what is it? Cog or Core? I can never remember. Korg. Korg, yeah. His uh, his whole species is male, so... Yeah, it's they, like an ace. Yeah, it's, uh, you know... An arm, yeah, so, like, whatever. Who cares? It's um, really... Think about it, you know? Like, come on now. Yeah, well, I know the first thing that uh, a dying genre does is announce multiple TV shows and movies for the next three years. That's a good yeah. indicator that you someone's in a lot of trouble. Yeah, a studio that's actually in trouble, like straight up like shelves two movies that are already done and filmed and everything. Uh, so <laughs> I'm sure you heard that news anyway. Which one? Uh, Warner, Warner Brothers. They announced like they showed the, the sequel to Scoob, for example. Scoob, Scooby Doo, and uh, also, yeah, also Batgirl. Oh, all right. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> that is too. I uh, that's full blown Jerry Seinfeld energy right there. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Batgirl could have been material for the podcast, so that one's disappointing. <laughs> um, speaking of, my list is way out of date, so I need you to send me a full blown updated version. Well, I don't have everything updated, but uh, well, what you have is well, what I don't have is way 
closer to up to date than what I have. Yeah, well, actually, everything is up to date, but everything is not up to date as far as um, adding in the 2024 movies and and whatnot. And we 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 add those in when they get here. Like, yeah, yeah. we don't want to count our chickens before they hatch. You know, monkeypox might shut theaters down. Oh God, I'm. It's not gonna happen. Monkeypox is not gonna be a thing. Like, let's yeah. pump the brakes on that. Yep. No, I'm uh I'm excited for Quantum Mania. Personally, that's a big one for next year. When is that one coming out? Is that a that's in February? February so we it's not too far off. Guardians three is in uh, May. Is May May fifth. That's gonna be the summer blockbuster there. Yep. Yep, and then uh, Secret Invasion, the TV show, is going to be in between them. I wasn't, I was just kind of whatever on that, but I've heard it's uh, some good things with that. Um, we get Echo, the show. Eh, I don't know. The character didn't do much for me in uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. And we get Loki Season 2, excited for that. In July, we got the Marvels, so hopefully some more mutant teases there. November, Blade. Very excited for that one. Yes. And then fall, we get uh, Ironheart, which is female Iron Man, basically. So yeah, going more woke. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, there was this uh, this um, person that I know. He said, "Yeah, I used to like the MCU until it became the MCU," and I kind of laughed because I'm like, that sounds like a full blown like Steven Crowderism. The only thing I will say is I don't like that, like, every female character is essentially just a male version. Like, you had, I mean, we just saw Thor. There was, you know, Jane was, you know, the Lady Thor. We have yeah. She-Hulk coming up. We have Ironheart. Um, what was, oh, uh, Kate Bishop in uh, Hawkeye. So oh, it's very it? much WNBA, started, Washington started, Mystics, uh, and uh, Minnesota Lynx. Hey. Let me get a word in here. Who is America Chavez ripping off? I don't know. Who? That's the exception. No. Well, I mean... What about, about Miss Marvel? I don't know. Superman? <laughs> Counterpoints. Counterpoints, man. I'm not saying all of them are, but... Uh, yeah, majority. Yeah, I mean, I just... Like, I'm. if you want to have a female superhero, go for it. But, like... Yeah. I don't know. It just, it's just... It's a little strange that there's so many of them that are just male counterparts of the female or yeah uh let's see anyway next winner is of oh three oh two three sorry agatha coven of chaos not sure who really asked for an agatha show but uh spring daredevil that i am excited for mm-hmm. spring cool. 2024 and then may tw- may 3rd 2024 captain america and the new world order so that's that's going to be the outro for that, by the way. All right. The NWO theme song. I don't know if that's if you caught on. That's what I was going for. Is that what that noise was? July 26, 2000. I'm going to put an end to this. July 26, 2024 is Thunderbolts. Oh, uh, yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah, uh, kind of. And then uh, we jump ahead because uh, we have the the D23 filler. November 8th, Fantastic Four. Not John Krasinski, it doesn't seem like. It's just disappointing. Boo. 
And then jumping ahead to 2025, May 2nd, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. And then November 7th, 2025, Avengers Secret War, Doctor Doom and Kang. Mm. going to be exciting. Cool, cool. Word is Doctor Doom might make a post-credit scene appearance in uh, uh, Wakanda Forever. Oh, when's that coming out? It's in November. By the way, there's another female uh, that seems like a female is going to take over Black Panther. So, yeah, there we go uh, again. The old MCU. <laughs> yeah, and a female is going to be the lead villain, too. No, it's a man. Nope, it's a woman. It's freaking uh, what's her name? Uh, come on, his mom. The villain is Namor, who is a man. Cap, it's uh, it's um, T'Challa's mom. No, it is Namor. She, bruh, she was being so like whiny in the trailer. Oh, I lost my husband. I lost my son. You still got a daughter? Yeah, the nerve. Yeah, grow up. Like, come on. It's like you don't hear me whining just because my dad's dead. I still got my mom. I guess. <laughs> anyway, uh, do we want to talk about Kick-Ass 2? I don't know. I was enjoying talking about the the Marvel stuff. I mean, heck, there is even there was there was some some screen leaks of Quantum Mania that uh, I would love to dive into, but uh, if we must, yeah, Kick-Ass 2. First off, it is hilarious to me that Evan Peters was like. Nah, I'm doing real stuff now. I'm about to play Quicksilver in like a year, so I'm not gonna do this. Yeah, I, you know, it's, uh, speaking of the new MC, I was actually just talking about uh, Evan Peters uh, with a coworker yesterday. Yeah, really bonered it. Pretty much, I was like, because we were talking about the integration of X Men, and I'd mentioned that I, I'd read somewhere that all of the cast members, so. The originals and then the new cast are all signed on until 2025 to do X-Men. So mm-hmm. if Disney wanted to make an X-Men movie, don't quote me on this because I don't understand contracts, but I think they would have to use those people. Now, if they wanted to make an X-Men movie without those people, they'd have to wait till 2026. Uh, Literally what? So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, just, but... Uh, but we were talking about the Miss Marvel and that integrated mutants and then how the Marvels uh, might do more with that. But I was like, you know, I just feel like they had a, they missed such a good opportunity with Evan Peters and be like, why does he look different? Oh, it's because she pulled him from she pulled him a variant from this universe where her and her or he and her his sister are uh, mutants. And it's like, boom, perfect. Instead. They bonered it. They did boner it, yes. But yes, I noticed uh, Evan Peters was not in this. And uh, also, well... Did you see the... Hey, hey, sorry to interrupt. This is not related. Did you see the cover art for the AEW video game, Fight Forever? Yeah, it's all right. Could use a little more (laughs) filling out. Look, that is an odd... Okay, like, I get... Okay, five of the six, I completely understand. Jericho, Moxley, Punk. They've got the WWE cachet. Kenny Omega, he's the biggest guy you've got who never went to WWE in any real way. Britt Baker, yes, that's your most over woman on your roster, uh, which is not necessarily a good thing. Uh, But Jade Cargill, 
Got I don't a problem understand. with that, Matt Walsh? No, I don't have a problem with Jade Cargill being on there beyond I don't think she's one of the six people I would have put on there. I mean, I it it does make sense um, just for representation, I suppose. But beyond that, I can't really think of a reason to put her on there. I can. She looks like a star. Oh, maybe. That's up to you. That's your your uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, as they would say. Well, I can think of a reason why you don't want her on the cover, but we'll wow. move on from that. Oh no, no, don't you put that on me. Um, let's see. Time capsule. Uh, no history with the movie, for what it's worth. Never seen it until. I could not remember night. if I had seen this or not. Like yeah. I was I was going back and forth. I I finally determined I had seen it in the theater, okay. but uh, yeah, it obviously left a huge impression. Uh, yeah, the fact that I couldn't even remember if I had seen this in theater. Yeah, uh, but yes, I had seen it. Uh, some scenes came, started coming back to me. Oh, uh, yeah, never seen it before. Uh, by the way, this was directed by Matthew Vaughn, um, who of course does the Kingsman movies. Um. Hmm. He's learned. August of 2013, I was uh, still working at my current employer, obviously, and uh, gearing up for SummerSlam for that weekend as well. Going to watch that on pay-per-view. This was back before the WWE Network was a thing. Who was in that? Uh, that was the big Cena, Brian, and uh, Punk Lesnar double main event. Oh, see, I was not watching during that time. That card, okay, those two, that double main was really good. I've seen it. It's a good show. And uh, Cena, Brian, I feel like we never got to see an absolute, like, banger from them. This was the closest we got. And the biggest reason being that Cena was hurt. And I think that's a, that's a big regret. I wish we could have got a big Cena and Brian match where they are both at 100%. It was being treated like a huge main event like this, you know? Yes. That would be, that would have been good. Yeah. So back then I was uh, starting grad school. That's Ooh. right, I went twice. Um, first time I did not actually intend to finish. I intended to grab four classes for a certification. Yeah. But uh, I thought about it and I uh, was like, nah, too many accounting courses. Yep. But uh, yeah, I went two semesters back to school. Uh, got... A's in all four classes, so uh, we don't need to uh, rehash my transcript. But, yeah, that was uh, pretty much it. Nothing well, too special with that. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. As far as growth goes, I was probably – I wouldn't weigh in myself around then. I was probably around like 270, I'm guessing. Uh, of course, as of July 31st, 207.4. The boy's doing it, man. He's doing it. What's he doing? It. Mm. Losing the weight. Doing the work like one American Nightmare Cody Rhodes would do. Well, no SummerSlam appearance for him. I believe uh, John owes me a steak dinner. He does, yes. Uh, Cody for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tried to tell him. Yeah, logic, uh, logic doesn't matter when the heart is involved. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of wrestling, your champions in wrestling at the time. Of course, this was the weekend before pay-per-view in WWE. Your champions in wrestling, John Cena, WWE. 
champion. Alberto Del Rio, world heavyweight champion in WWE. Redacted. Uh, yes, Alberto Del Redacted. Anyway, um, the Ring of Honor World Championship was vacant at the time. There was still a tournament going on. And the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, for the second time and last to this day, Bully Ray. Hmm. Do you remember how he won the second one? It was so stupid. Um, who did he beat? Uh, Chris Saban, I'm guessing. He beat Chris Saban. But here's the thing. So the week, or maybe two weeks before that show, they're like, oh my god, the Main Event Mafia has a new member. This was the infamous August 1 warning that you might remember. Oh, and then it was uh, Rampage. Tito Ortiz. No, Tito Ortiz. Rampage was already on. Rampage was in the Main Event Mafia. Yes, yeah, and they're like, oh, we're, we're going to bring Tito Ortiz into the Main Event Mafia as well, even though those two were facing off in Bellator. Like, that was the whole reason those two even got brought in to begin with. But <laughs> that being said, you know, and Rampage was like, Sting, you can trust him. And Sting's like, you know what, I think we can trust him, which... If wrestling history has taught us anything, it's that if Sting trusts someone, they're the last person that should be trusted. So the finish comes when, like, all the Aces and Eights in the Main Event Mafia have basically been, like, neutralized. And Tito's got a hammer, a ball-peen hammer. The Aces and Eights used it all the time. Oh, yeah. And Tito gave that hammer to Bully Ray, and oh, my God, Sting trusted Tito Ortiz, and he turned his back on the Main Event Mafia. And now Bully Ray is the two-time world champion. By the way, won both of his world titles in TNA inside a steel cage. Or, pardon me, inside six sides of steel. You know, I do remember that now that you mention it. It was four sides at this time. Never mind. Yeah, get rid of that playpen ring. Yeah, no (laughs) playpens. Don't (laughs) be different. Yeah, those are the champions in wrestling. The number one song at the time, we're taking a break from, what was it last week? The Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke and mm-hmm. What's-Her-Name from uh, Gone Girl in her boobies. Taking a break from that for one week. Number one song, Emily song by Digital... Yes, there we go. Number one song by Digital Download on August 16, 2013 was Best Song Ever by One Direction. With a name like that, it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Listen, uh, there was kind of a... It's it's funny because like around '09, boy bands made like a mini comeback, and there was one in Kickass too. Yeah, there was. There definitely was. And um, oh man, speaking of Harry Styles is gonna come back to the MCU again. Yeah, Union J, that was it. Union J. Sure. Oh yeah, that's the name of the band in the movie. Well, they're um, also a real band. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. With that, I think we can get into the facts and figures. Yeah. Um, budget, $28 million. Box office, eh, just $60.8 million. Not anything to ride home about. I mean, you said the the budget was 20 Yeah. Ah, they doubled their budget, man. Or tripled it, rather. $32.8 million profit, of course, as we discussed on, uh, what was it, last, uh, uh, Lone Ranger two yeah. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we don't account for the marketing, which we know eats up a ton of budget. So probably made very little. Um, it's 41.7 with inflation. If you're wondering what the first one did, again, this one was 32.8 million. The first Kick-Ass made 67.2. So that's why there was no third one. They also, did, they knew it wasn't going to work. Matthew Vaughn was like, how about I just do a comic book based on James Bond instead? Yeah, that too. <laughs> Which, no, we will not be covering on the Hero Cast. No. Uh, the Rotten Tomato score, critics 32%, fans 57%, so double what? rotten. Wow. Not even close to a scorigami either. No, but... Uh... The rotten splat for critics and the tipped-over green popcorn from the fans. What a shame. Yeah. You know, I will say, um, maybe the movie would have done better had Jim Carrey promoted it. Did you know that he refused to promote this movie? Really? Yes. Let me find... What? What? We're going to get into it in the cast, but I'll just do it right now. Friggin', this is the first time we see Benedict Wong. Yeah. We're going to see a lot more of them. That is true. We will. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that. Jim Carrey just didn't promote this at all? Yeah, he didn't hate the movie. He thanked everyone and said he had fun, blah, blah, blah. Let me find... Yeah. Okay. On Twitter, he wrote, I did kick ass a month before, the letter B and the number four, very, you know, classy, before... Uh, Characters, don't judge him. That's right. They did have the limited characters back then. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So he said, I did yeah. kick ass a month before Sandy Hook, and now in all good conscience, I cannot support that level of violence. He then oh, tweeted wow. later, I meant to say my apologies to others involved with the film. I'm not ashamed of it, but recent events have caused me to change my heart. So, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, you can do what you want, but. And yeah, you can, but Jim Carrey, of course, he's got to have righteous indignation about something. So, it's whatever. Yeah, I, I've never... Listen, when I was a kid and Mortal Kombat came out, I've been dealing with the movies promote violence. Movies and video games promote violence, and I don't know. It's just, I, I've, I've heard that debate all my life, and I just, I don't buy into it. And I've heard... Decent arguments, even a couple was a couple weeks ago. Uh, um, what was it on YouTube? I saw a clip from uh, Bill Maher's show about his, not necessarily arguing, like let's censor things because he's not censor for censorship, but more like, hey, what if movies contribute to violent people? And yeah. he made some good points, I will say, but. Ultimately, my thing is like, okay, even if we could find out, and this is not possible, but I'm just going to, hypothetically, if we found out that even one person who committed a mass shooting, and to be fair, America has way, way too many, um, but if even one person who committed a mass shooting was even partially fueled or motivated by a violent movie, like... What's then the solution? Do we just stop making movies where people get shot? I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's no real solution the to that. Route. So, 
just take, just take the Nolan route and cut away from every violent uh, yeah. instance in a film. Sandy Hook back in the news with Alex Jones going to court. Which, you know, oh, he's going to court again? He's getting sued or something, which good. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, Jim Carrey can you know do what he wants, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, to me, this movie had cartoonish violence, so it, to also, me, it's, it's a little Carrey different than game. like a John Wick movie. Look, look, I know we take mental health seriously, we do, but Jim Carrey is a legitimate crazy person. Well, look, he's a brilliant actor, no denying. Denying. Of course, yeah, he was great in Ace Ventura. It's it's a masterpiece <laughs> of cinema. Well, no, I mean, he's, um, other things. Um, yeah, being a jerk. But, uh, I mean, even in Sonic, he was really good in that. But, uh, yeah, yeah his, his, his weird painting obsessions with Trump where he's, like, massively obese and, like, drooling on American people. I, I, don't, I don't, whatever it was, I don't know, I've seen a few, I'm just like, okay, you don't have to like the guy, but that's... It's not something I'd hang on my living room wall. I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. The to- Enough about Jim Carrey. The toxic MAGA cunts. What the... What the bro. <laughs> that was funny. Did you seriously just say the C word? I'm going to say it a lot in this movie. Yeah, we're not going to... No. Yes. Really? It's a, the name of their faction. Yeah, but... We're not going to use the C word on this podcast. Come on, dude. I'm not using the F word. I can, you, I'm just quoting. Uh, whatever. Anyway, enough about Jim Carrey. I'm Let's just... get into the cast. How about Jim Carrey as Colonel Stars and Stripes? I was fine. I, I did like the uh, inclusion of him being a born-again Christian. That, that, was, that was a nice touch. Yeah, I liked... I don't know. I'll... This movie did, by the way, it subverted my expectations, but not necessarily in a good way. I thought that maybe Jim Carrey was going to end up being a bad guy. I did not expect him to get killed. Spoiler alert for the movie we're literally reviewing, and that if you're following along as you should, you already saw. So, whatever. Yeah, to me, Jim Carrey, look, he's a good addition, and the character what we saw was great. Problem is... And I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming all, all my criticisms of this movie are going to be about the script and the direction. But big downgrade from Nicolas Cage as far as the veteran, oh. sla- the veteran old guy superhero. If that's the role he's inserted in, big downgrade. And it's not necessarily that Nicolas Cage is a better actor. I mean, it's whatever. But the character. I mean, when Nicolas Cage, when Big Daddy gets killed, it's like, you know, it's it's emotional. You know, it's like, you actually, yeah, yeah, you you know the connection with him and uh, him and his daughter and everything. When Jim Carrey gets killed, it's like, well, they were only on one mission together, and I didn't really, he didn't really bond with any of them. So it's like, what am I supposed to feel? Like, okay, he's dead, and like, I don't even know. I mean, like, even during the mission, he kind of, like, freaked everyone out when he was about to, like, blow this dude's head off, who's, like, yeah. handcuffed. Which Big Daddy killed people, too, but they were, it was in self-defense, kind of. Yeah. Whereas Jim, his colonel was about to blow this guy's head off and freaked everybody out. He's like, oh, no, it's not really loaded. It's like, oh, that's still kind of weird behavior. Even but, crazier. Yeah, so it's like, you're not, 
I mean, the character was funny, the, you know, no swearing, and he's a former mob enforcer, born-again Christian. That's all funny. But he died too soon, didn't have a connection with the characters, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Big Daddy, big-time upgrade. Well, downgrade, I guess, since this is a sequel. Yeah. But. Also, this was, look, we're talking about the characters right now, but this movie was paced really weird. Yeah. Oh, uh, before I forget. Speaking of uh, downgraded characters, I'm not going to talk about her because she wasn't in the movie enough, but Night Bitch, like, there's another example of, like, I mean, the whole, the first movie, uh, uh, Dave pursuing his girlfriend was, like, a big part of the movie, and in this movie, they're just over in one scene, and then he starts hooking up with Night Bitch, and it's like, their connection is they love to have sex wearing their costumes, like we don't know anything about Night Bitch. She when he when he shows up at her hospital room, he does she doesn't even recognize him because she's never seen him without his mask off. Yeah. So it's like yeah, I mean it's sad a girl gets beat up by a dude and sent to the hospital. Good heel heat, but you know it's yeah. it's sad. But it's like I don't really feel anything for this character, other than it's like, you know, it's sad that a girl gets beat up, but I don't feel anything else for the character because there's no connection there. It's like. She just, also, she just hooks up with Dave, and that's it. No, you're right, but to certain audience members, it's not even sad. Like, some people would hear a story like that about, like, a girl who got beat up on Guerrero Street, had to go to a hospital, and they'd laugh. <laughs> what a story. <laughs> what a funny story, Mark. <laughs> that was a hell of a segue. Yes. Um, yeah, so, um, let's see couple people weren't in it enough to really talk about. Um, Shout out to Evan Peters for not being Evan Peters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Clark Duke, you know, he had a bigger role in this, so that's something. Yeah. I did, I was cracking up, because I immediately, I clocked it as soon as, like, Dave sat down. I'm like, oh, that's freaking sex drive right there. That was very funny that he's just in there <laughs> yeah. with the rest. Um. I will say, I'll, I'll talk about the highlight of the movie for me, is uh, Christopher Mintz Plassi as Chris yeah. D'Amico, a.k.a. the mother effer. Yeah. Definitely. He was great. You know, he was the highlight. I loved he, he saved the movie from being like completely forgettable. I loved him talking shit on uh, Chuck Liddell. That was good. Uh, just every line was, was great. Um, oh, absolutely. I loved... When, because uh, I, I found out in the graphic novel, uh, he he and his group, the uh, toxic uh, mega cunts, they do kill the dog, and I thought it actually was funnier in the movie that they didn't. And he's like, like, should we kill the dog? He's like, no. How evil do you think I am? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm that's not actually that. funnier than if they had killed it because it's like that just bum audiences out, whereas this one's actually yeah. funnier. Well, that's the thing, like, yeah, you can kill, like, even a child, and it's like, oh my god, that's that's heat, but it's like, if you kill a dog, like, you just bummed people out, just like you said. Mm-hmm. How's about Chloe Grace Moritz as Minnie McCready hit girl? Well, this is the first of two times in 2013 when she would be harassed by high schoolers, for what it's worth. What's the other? She was also in the Carrie remake that came out this year. Ah. 
Also, Matthew Vaughn didn't direct this. I am so sorry. Apology not accepted. Good. His name is uh, Jeff Wadlow, is his name. Matthew Vaughn was most likely working on Kingsman at the time. Hmm. It's funny you mentioned Carrie. I actually have a Carrie comparison in this movie, but uh oh, yeah, she was she was good. Uh, the story with her with the Mean Girls I thought was good. Could have used more of it. It just the payoff yes. I thought was yeah. lame. It's just like I don't know. It's just I mean, like that's something she would do, but I don't know. The CGI with it was really bad. The CGI poop, like that was. It's just gross. Uh, like it wasn't. It wasn't funny. It was just like gross. And yeah. that's the problem with the movie is it's like it doesn't really raise the stakes in the first one. It's just a lamer version. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But hey, shout out John Leguizamo. Yeah, Christina. he was in this. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Christina Applegate. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Dave Kickass, who's you mean, ripped uh, by the end of this movie. You mean Craven? Yeah, yeah. He, he should keep that body for Craven. Yeah, he should, man. Dude was ripped, looking <laughs> vascular. Looked like me between sets during during doing uh, curls, man. Know what I'm saying? I believe you. He was great, though, man. He was great. And by the way, he has grown the hell up. Oh, I know. I mean, like, they did, this was, <laughs> this was kind of like Catwoman, where it's like, they did their best to make uh, Halle Berry ugly. Yeah. This is where, like, they took Aaron Taylor Johnson, who if you look right now, if I'm looking at his Wikipedia photo, he's like, you know, a, if, if I'm a woman, it's like, oh, he's a 10, you know, <laughs> He's ripped, Dude, yeah. he's broad Aaron shoulders, Taylor's he's got the hair slicked back. Yeah, and it's like... Dude, check out Instagram. Dude, like, All right, if let's... I weren't straight, oh my god. Let's check out his Instagram. I'm just saying. But, By uh, the way, he's, but yeah, uh, they he's, tried their best to make him nerdy, and then once he took his shirt off, it's like, yeah, you, uh, well, I mean, yeah. whatever. <laughs> By the way, he's going to be in Bullet Train. Oh, I'm seeing that Friday. Aaron and Taylor Johnson. Dude, he is genuinely, he's just ripped. Look, I'll say it. He's a hot guy. Yeah, objectively. He's a hot guy. July 20th, he has a post, and his arms are vascular. You know what I'm saying? He's got some vascularity. I mean, look at this one <laughs> where he's jumping up in the air. I mean, that's July 6th. Yeah. Let me take a look. He's only got like a... Right. He only has 20 photos. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just made this Instagram for Bullet Train. <laughs> his his first post happened. is June 1st. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. Now, you need an Instagram. His first post is June 1st. Yeah. Oh, man. Didn't he, by the way, didn't he just play Hitler? I don't know. Or no, Did, no, no, he was yeah. someone else. He, he was someone else in the Kingsman. He was not Hitler. Was he? I don't know. Golly, he was Hitler in the was King. barely in the movie. No, yeah, it wasn't. He played. Oh my gosh! See now, I'm I'm pissed. Archie yeah, Reed. This time I'm gonna let it all come. Stop. You said now I'm pissed. Yeah. I'm pissed. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. My summary of him in this movie: he's a hot guy. Yeah. 
He's a real beefcake. Mm-hmm. And also a dweeb. Well, he plays one. Yeah. No, yeah. That's what I mean. Well, he fooled you. He but sure yeah, did. This is uh yeah, this like I said, it's like Catwoman. They tried to make him nerdy, but again, once the shirt came off, it's like you're you're not fooling anyone. No nerd would be rocking a eight pack. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. So, time to grade Aaron Taylor Johnson out of ten. Ah, oh, that man is an eleven. Come on now. <laughs> he would earn an eleven. Hot guy. Scoragami. <laughs> oh my okay. gosh. Now let's yeah, jump into the plot, I suppose. Yeah. So we open with uh, Mindy and Dave. They are in the same spot where Mindy's dad used to train her. R.I.P. Big Daddy. R.I.P. to a real one. Yep. <laughs> and she shoots him, much like he used to shoot her. Yeah. Good time was had by all. Yes, of course. That was the other thing I meant to say. Um, there wasn't a big difference between Jim Carrey's uh, the, the Man and then Colonel Stars and Stripes. No. Whereas Big Daddy was like Batman, but then yeah. Nick Cage, when he's not Big Daddy, is like the world's biggest nerd. <laughs> yes. How about we call him Ass Kick? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you always throw me for a loop. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, Big Daddy is gonna rake in some awards i suspect um yeah we should have we should wait we're gonna we should have uh we should have got got force ghost big daddy is what we should have had when time when did uh when did um the first kick-ass come out okay does it okay i'm making sure we hadn't already yeah so it it will uh, be eligible for the 25th well yeah our mid our mid-decade awards yeah, they start with uh, episode 97, which is Defendor, and then the mid-decade ends with Big Hero 6, which is episode 130. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to make sure I give Big Daddy something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so, we learn Marcus, uh, Mindy's adopted dad. Uh, Morris he, Chestnut. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he used to drop her off at school. Or he would drop her off at school, and then she would cut classes. She would hack into the school's, uh, you know, computers and give herself perfect attendance. But Mindy still misses her dad, and Dave has uh, has quit being a superhero. He says it's not for me anymore. But lots of people have started becoming superheroes, so Dave kind of got the itch to become kick-ass again. Kind of implies maybe just for one night, but of course it'll be more than that. Uh, Dave asks Mindy. Bass is back. Hmm? Yeah, he's back. Well, he asked Mindy making to a, te- making a Ric Flair. Run. Oh yeah, one one last match what? where I pass out in the figure four. Yeah. So <laughs> while I'm giving it, by the way. Uh, so yes. Dave, yeah. Dave. <laughs> Dave asks Mindy to team up. Uh, she agrees, but she wants to train him first. She now, had a hell of an insult though. She's like, "I'm the NFL, you're Pee Wee." Yeah. Um, back at Chris's house, he and his mom argue. And he killed his mom's tanning bed. Yeah, he's like, I wish you were dead. And he starts kicking the tanning bed and electrocutes her, which I don't think that's how they work. No, that's not how they work. 
You would. Uh, you you should trust me that I would know. I use tanning beds. I used to, but uh, yeah. I mean, you could shatter the glass, and that could maybe kill you. But he didn't do that. Cause some cuts and stuff. But well, yeah, that, no. that would hurt a hell of a lot. But uh, anyway, whatever. The movie is fake. Um. So later on. Marcus confronts Mindy about missing class, but she lies. And later on, a hit girl uses Dave as bait. He's like some white nerdy pimp to get beaten up, so that she comes oh in gosh. and makes the save. And uh, I hope you liked this scene, because it was one of two hit girl fights. Well, sorry, one of... Technically one of two, but Mindy is in another scene where she fights, but... Uh, not as many cool scenes. Like, I watched a highlight of the first movie, because I'm like, what, did, what was the difference? And, like, in the first movie, she did so much cool stuff. Like, she she removes the clips from her guns and, like, reloads them in midair and just cool stuff like yeah. that. And this one, all she did was just, like, you know, she stabbed people with a spear. <laughs> and tried out for the dance team. Mm-hmm. Well, she uh, she beats up these dudes, cuts one's hand off. And the police show up, and Hit Girl gets home before Marcus does, but then he sees that she's in her... She pretends to be sick, hiding under the covers, and then... And he Mar- sees the blood yeah. on her face. Yeah, Marcus pulls off the sheets and sees her. She's in costume. And he says... He convinces her to stop being Hit Girl. And then Mindy tells Dave the next day at school that she's done. Yep. Marcus made some good points, I guess. Yeah. Then we see Javier... As you said, John Leguizamo. Oh, also, uh, also, Dave's girlfriend breaks up with him right then and there because she's like, "Oh, you're you're cheating on me with a 15 year old." Yeah, that was so stupid. It's like you know he's kick ass. Like, why would? Yeah, what's the? Uh, like, you're not even gonna talk about it, and then she's like, "Oh, and we... I've been cheating on you with this other guy who has a much bigger rod than you," and I mean yeah, penis. That's... Like, oh, yeah. Okay. I actually did like that she said, "And by rod, I meant penis." That cracked me up. I will say I hate when movies when when something happens in a movie that's really big it's like a big moment and then the sequel just throws it away like this I hate when that happens. Oh, that's, you mean like in Kingsman 2 when they're like, "Oh, actually Colin Firth's character was alive the whole time." I'm trying to think of other examples. I know we've I know we've had them. I just I don't know. I mean, this is one of them. Yeah. But uh I was trying to think of other examples when I was taking the dog for a walk and mentally prepping for the show, and I'm like, can't think of any examples, but I know they're there. Yeah. We've all seen it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, we've all seen it. So we see, uh, yeah, Javier. It's Chris's mom's bodyguard, but she's dead, so it's Chris's bodyguard now. Mm-hmm. And Chris is dressed up in his mom's bondage gear. Yes, dude. And he dubs himself the supervillain known as the mother effer. Yep. So later that night, Kick-Ass teams up with a new hero named Dr. Gravity. Played by Donald Faison, a.k.a. Turk from Scrubs, a.k.a. Petey from Remember the Titans. Yeah, he was good in this. I should have mentioned that. I liked him. I wish we'd have gotten more. I just, anytime I see Donald Faison, I think of Scrubs and I think of Remember the Titans. And that's just what's going to be, you know? Now you'll think Dr. Gravity. No, I won't. I'm probably going to forget most of this movie by next week. <laughs> I did like that he's like, yeah, I got this stick and it 
can lift things up to two tons. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, no, it's just a baseball bat covered in silver. And, but it, you know, yeah. it scares people but and it's cool. big. Yeah. So elsewhere, Chris robs a convenience store and uh, just shoots up this, shoots up the, uh, uh, the coolers with the, uh, what, like the, the soda and pop or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Wherever yeah, you're from. I, I call it pop. Yeah, I do too. I call it pop. What do you call it? You call it pop? I call it pop. Okay, nice. Soda is soda is what they uh, soda is like a base ingredient, and they add the flavor to the soda to make it pop. Yeah. Hey, uh, you should, by the way, try peanuts and Coke or peanuts and Pepsi, whatever preference you have. Okay. I'm just saying, you take like a pack of the like the Munchies peanuts, pour it in the bottle of Pepsi or Coke. And then you just drink it and you eat the peanuts and it's it's really good. Alright. It's a southern delicacy. Alright. Yep. Well the next day Dr. Gravity takes uh takes kick ass to meet his friends. They are Justice Forever. Uh elsewhere. I like to imagine that it's called Justice Forever. For life. Yeah, like like the letter or the number four. Like Chris Benoit used to wear the four reel on his tights and stuff. Or Jim Carrey's tweet, B4. Yes, of course. Well, elsewhere, Mindy is at a slumber party and discovers a boy band called Union J, and it gives her... This is weird, got, right? This is weird writing because she's a 15-year-old girl. Uh, she she might have... Yeah. <laughs> you get it. Her first yeah. female feelings. Yeah. I don't know how old she was when she made this movie. I uh, doubt she was 15, uh, but... Pretty confident she was actually 18. Well, I... Yeah. I don't know. Let me see here. Uh, so this came out in 2013. Uh, she would have been... Let me do the math here. What year was she born? 97. She'd have been oh. about 16. Yeah, so okay. We're not going to say anything. <laughs> Back at Justice Forever, we meet the team. There's a... <laughs> These the first one was kind of funny. It's a husband yeah. and wife team called Remember Tommy. It's just a, they're looking for their missing son. Yeah. <laughs> There's a night bitch whose sister was murdered and found in a dumpster. That's all we'll know about her. Other what, than she... what, the, what is with the weird balance? The weird weird attempt of balance at drama and comedy in this scene. I don't know. It, yeah, you're right. There was a insect man who was bullied for being gay and doesn't wear a mask because he feels like he's back in the closet. This was actually a, an interesting hero concept, and that's pretty much the only talking he'll do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he's got like another line during the fight, but like that's you know, it. If this if the, if he was in the first one, they probably would have peppered the movie with so many gay jokes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that's like an interesting concept for a hero, but it's like that we're just not going to I mean, remember Tommy got way more lines than he did. Yeah. Uh and they missed the scene. Yeah. <laughs> um there's Battle Guy, who is Dave's friend Marty. Uh Yeah, talking about how his parents got mu- He basically gave himself the backstory of Batman. <laughs> yes. It was funny just seeing him sit there and like he stands out immediately like, oh, that's Marty. Yeah, exactly. That was fun. I liked that. And then finally, Colonel Stars and Stripes, who is the leader, former mob enforcer turned born again Christian, doesn't like swear words. Yeah. 
again, I like the character, didn't get enough of him to for his death to mean anything. Exactly. Exactly. But even though, from what I did see, come on now, Big Daddy is just, like, still way better. Yeah, of course. Well, Chris tries to get trained by Chuck Liddell. Well, yes. Chuck Liddell's fighter, I should say. Uh, and his fighter beats him up, so Chris decides, you know what, screw it, I'm rich, that's my superpower. So I'm just, <laughs> yes, he said, that's my superpower. I'm just going to hire a team of guys. And he hires the guy that Chuck brought, and calls him Black Death because he was a black guy. Uh, at school, Mindy tries out for... I put cheerleading, but I guess it's dance team. Whatever. Dance team, yes. And she nails the audition because she uses a bunch of flips that she learned from fighting. We get a training montage of Colonel Stars and Stripes training the team, and then Night Bitch and Kick-Ass hook up in a bathroom because they're about the same age and both superheroes, so let's have sex. And that's about as deep into Night Bitch as we'll get. Hey-oh! I didn't, mean, I didn't mean it that way, but I guess you, you can take it that you, way. You like, like, yeah, that was a pun absolutely intended. For sure. It wasn't, but uh, I meant because it's a shallow character. Yes, exactly. And we went from his girlfriend in the first movie, who was not a shallow character, who he fought hard for, and now it's just like, eh. Actually, he manipulated her. Well, he did, true. He told her he was, she was, he told her he was gay, but, you know. Yeah. So, after unsuccessfully trying to recruit Mindy for a mission, uh, Justice Forever, minus remembering Tommy, they weren't there. They, <laughs> yeah. go, uh, they were looking for Tommy, I guess. Uh, they were. They uh, they go out on a mission to take out this gang. Uh, I did enjoy Stars and Stripes speech before, where he's like, and everybody, just have fun, because that's what it's all about. Yeah. And uh, he knocks on the door, and he's like, Jehovah's Witness. Star of the Stripes was good, like, don't get me wrong, but, yeah, I don't know. Also, this is the Wong scene. Yeah. No, it's oh. the right scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I can't tell if I should be offended because that's, like, kind of racist, or be offended just because it's a really bad dad joke. <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh... Listen, I, I've been watching a lot of Sopranos. You can't blame me. Yeah, yeah. Can blame the Wops, though, huh? Yeah. Uh, they had... What was the one they had just a couple episodes ago? Don't, don't say it. All right, I won't. Just tell me I'm off the air. I kind of want to say it on air. Don't. All right. It's basically similar punchline to that, though. Yeah. So the next day, uh, Chris continues... Oh, sorry, I skipped ahead. Uh, so they are successful in taking out... They free a bunch of sex workers from upstairs. This is where mm -hmm. Stars and Stripes is like going to shoot uh, Wong if he doesn't tell him... Um, what was it? Like, who he was working for or whatever. But, yeah. Uh, and everybody's like, whoa, he's handcuffed and you're about to blow his brains out. Like, that's a little intense. And he, he later reveals, oh, also, like, ah, oh, it was empty. By the way, Eisenhower was biting that dude's nuts at the time. Yeah, that's right. He has the dog that was biting his nuts. No, I meant Dwight D. Eisenhower. Oh, the president, yeah. Yes. Well, the next day, Chris continues to build his team. He's got Tumor, because he's little and loves to kill. Yep. <laughs> we have X-Triad, who is uh, Genghis Carnage. 
This is where oh my God. Javier yeah, is yeah, like, dude, talk, yeah, lay off the, the stereotype. The stereotype. <laughs> Come on now, yeah. And then female former, sorry, fe, yeah, female former KGB Mother Russia, who is the uh, standout of this group. And again, Javier says like, what you've got a, you're the mother effer, and she's Mother Russia. Doesn't that get kind of confusing? Yeah, I wrote he's a real Vince McMahon, where it's like you can't have two with the same name. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree here. Cause I, it's this, I do. This isn't 100 people. This is like five. True. But uh, Mother Effer's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... So Justice Forever gets a bunch more members. Doesn't matter. We never really meet them. Yeah. Uh, Todd, the other friend, tries to join... And he's a ass kicker, but they just make fun of him for being a ripoff. Yeah. So like his 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 costume is literally just an inverse of <laughs> the kick ass costume. Yeah, he's uh, he's like, you know what? Screw you guys, I'm leaving. Yeah. He said, screw you guys, I'm getting him. Well, Mindy then goes out on a date with a guy named Simon, or so he, she thought. Yeah, he takes her to the woods. And, uh, and then, the meat... No, nope, not gonna say it, never mind. Okay. Uh, okay, go ahead. And the mean girls show up. Uh, it's just a prank. They make fun of her. Like, you would never get a guy like him. You're a loser, blah, blah, blah. And they just leave her in the woods. And I wrote, you know, that was mean, but on a scale of, like, mean high school girl pranks, if, like, Carrie is a 10, yeah. you know, this is was kind of like... low. Dumping dumping pig's blood definitely outranks leaving someone in the woods, unless there's bears afoot. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was very mean, but it's like you got yeah. all the popular people there, you embarrassed her, and then you just left. And it's yeah. like, okay, but like, maybe 20 people saw this, so... Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Carrie was, what, that was what, she was prom queen or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They rigged the boat so they could dump the pig's blood yeah, on her. Yeah, yeah. And little... they killed Tommy Ross because the bucket fell and hit him in his head. Wah, wah. Yeah, R.I.P. to a real one. So, yeah, kind of a low on the prank meter. Yeah. So Definitely Min... lower than making people poop themselves. Yeah. So, Mindy goes Which, over By the to... way, shout out to American Vandal Season 2. So, Mindy goes over to Dave's and tells them, tells him... Um, what happened and he's like you know you should just beat them at their own game and just be yourself so the next day at school she meets Brooke the uh, Rachel McAdams of the uh, Mean Girls Yeah. and she's like you know look you're a loser my life's going to be awesome I'm going to go to a great college I'm going to marry a hot guy we're going to have great hot babies and we're going to have a nanny watch him while me and my hot husband go on vacation in Paris and your life's going to suck. And um, they laugh at her. And she's like, hey, look, this is a, uh, a device my dad had. It's for crowd control, but it was too brutal. So it emits signals to make someone vomit and gives them diarrhea. And then she uses it on all three of them and gave them all diarrhea and vomit. And that's the end of this uh, subplot. <laughs> yeah, it literally ends there. Yeah, a little bit disappointing, I thought. Um I don't know. It's it was like I said the the CGI poop was gross and not funny gross, just gross like ugh. didn't I don't know. It didn't work for me. But I guess it was very embarrassing. Yeah. 
Hey, he's got Harrison Bader, by the way. Hmm? Your Yankees got Harrison Bader. Oh, yeah, I know. Whatever. Yeah, just letting you know. He's hurt, so whatever. Hey, Eddie Rosario was hurt last year when we got him, so just saying. Well, later that day, Dave's dad finds out he's kick-ass. Chris then visits his uh, Uncle Ralph in prison, who was... uh, did you recognize Uncle Ralph? I didn't. Oh. He is Ian Glenn, a.k.a. Jorah from Game of Thrones. Who was, uh... Yeah, that, and that explains it. <laughs> Jorah was a big, uh... Because Game of Thrones had, like, a million characters, uh, sometimes I would give nicknames to characters. And Jorah's was, uh, Captain Friendzone. Ha! Okay. So, it was a cool character, though, but uh, boy, did he get friend-zoned. <laughs> oh, what a shame. I know, Aquaman got a hold of her. Damn it. And then a couple other people. <laughs> Stop. I mean, there was a lot of sex in the show. What do you want me to say? <laughs> a lot of floppy wiener. Yep. So, uh, Ralph's like... By the way, I don't know what the point of the scene was. Um, anyway, <laughs> Ralph tells Chris, like, hey... Give this up because uh, you don't know what true evil is. I'll show you what true evil is. He calls Javier, and some guy who's with Javier in the car stabs Javier, and Ralph's like, see, that's true evil. And Chris thanks Ralph, saying, that's what I needed. So, okay, I didn't understand that. So Chris and his team, the Toxic Megacunts, they break into Colonel the Colonel's hideout, and they kill him, but yeah. not his dog. No, they're not that evil. Yeah, but again, that's why it's like Colonel Stars and Stripes was not in this long enough to really like get emotional over, and he had no connection with any of the characters, so his death and Big Daddy's not even comparable. If they gave him any extra screen time to be like, oh my god, he had a son that he lost, and that's why he started whatever, but it's like, no. They're just like, oh, here's here's Jim Carrey doing a, a caricature of an, of an Italian. Yeah, their last memory of him was, I'm going to blow this dude's head off, LOL, JK, yeah. it's an empty gun. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Still uh, kind of psychotic, but sure. You're such a... Billy Goose. Yeah. Every gun is loaded. Remember that. Yeah. So on the news, Mindy sees Colonel Stars and Stripes was decapitated. And she wants to help, but uh, Marcus forbids it. The toxic mega cunts go to Night Bitch's house, which is in the suburbs. I love them just walking up this cul-de-sac. <laughs> yes. Yeah, All dressed in their costumes. Um, Chris tries to rape her. So Yeah. Rape, but uh, can't get it up. Can't get it up, yeah. You know, that wouldn't be a problem if you had some Blue Chew. Uh, I was going to say Roman. Let me tell you about Blue Chew. Blue Chew will ship it to you in a nice, discreet package. Use the promo code ECHERO. Use code (laughs) CONRAD. Oh my god, stop. Then we get uh, the highlight of this particular scene. We should try to get a sponsorship from a dick pill company, though. Hey, they seem, to just hand, they seem to just hand out those sponsorships, so why that's, not? 
that's how you know you've made it as a podcast. A dick pill company sponsors you. I'll look into it. Okay. So, Mother Russia, she kills ten cops who show up to the scene. Yeah. Uh, this was pretty good. Um, yeah, for sure. These were very inventive kills. She straight up throws a car door at someone. Yeah, and she drives a, with a lawnmower on the car, stops the car, lets the lawnmower fly in through the windshield and chop them up. Yes. Which is pretty good. Um, the other villains, uh, Genghis Carnage, uh, Black Death, Tumor, are basically worthless. Well, they're just like, she gets paid way more than us, let's let her take care of it. Yeah, Tumor did beat up uh, Night Bitch for what it's worth, but... Yeah. So, Dave visits Night Bitch in the hospital. She didn't even recognize She's like, who are you? I'm like, this is what you threw away the girlfriend for from the first movie was, I don't even know who you are without your mask on? Ugh. Well, actually, they were already broken up, but whatever. Yeah. And Dave gets home. His dad was arrested for claiming to be kick-ass because, you see, all of the police, you know, when ten cops get murdered in one day, they declared, like, hey... Anyone wearing a mask is under arrest for being a superhero. Martial law. So, yep. mm -hmm. uh, so they go to Kickass's house, and Dave's dad's like, "Yes, I am Kickass." So they arrest him. I am the Batman. Yeah. So at the I don't know evil lair, uh, Chris. Yeah, and by the way, what a what? Oh, never mind. We'll we'll get to it when we get to the scene in the jailhouse. Never mind. All right. Well, it is worth mentioning, uh, Chris is decorating the evil lair, which is pretty great, and he has a shark that just lays at the bottom of the tank. <laughs> They're like, yeah, is it, that's, is it uh, dead? And it's like, hey, did you... Hey. It's like, I Sorry. think he put fresh water in there. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Check out shark, though. Yeah. So, uh, he's Chris is like, you know, I know this old dude isn't kick-ass, and then ass-kicker just wanders in. He's like, oh, no, that's kick-ass's dad. <laughs> so... He's like, oh, okay, you are now VIP of the evil mega cunts. Yep, toxic. Tom, whatever. Also, uh, you said the C word way too much this episode. That is the name of the faction. Well, yeah, but so, what? Never mind. Nope. Sorry, you know, I'm I, just I, quoting. Okay. All right. You never complain when we would. How? You don't complain how, when we watch the boys. Hey, how? <laughs> How are we going to get that dick pill sponsorship, sponsorship if you keep saying the C word? Cock? Stop. Okay. Uh, so in prison, Dave's dad is killed by two inmates. Yeah. By the way, by the way, before we... Let, let, okay, look. This man said to his son, actually, you know, the safest place for me to be is in jail. Which is like, no, freaking the D'Amico's got ties everywhere. What? Why do you think you're safe here? Well, he's stupid, and it's a plot hole. <laughs> exactly. So a few days later, Justice Forever shows up at the funeral, tells them that uh, Hit Girl, um, and he tells them, uh, and Hit Girl, that he's giving up being a hero. He's like, ah, my dad told me to give it up, and I didn't, and now he's dead. But at the cemetery is uh, Genghis Carnage and uh, Tumor show up, they open fire on everyone, and they kidnap Dave. Because Chris really ultimately wants to kill Kick-Ass because he killed his dad. Yeah. So Genghis Carnage tells Dave, he's like, put on this Kick-Ass outfit. And he refuses, and then suddenly Genghis is shot in the head. And Mindy shows up. She was uh, 
they're in a van, by the way, and after a pretty good chase scene, I would say, where a guy's knees get absolutely d- obliterated on the highway, <laughs> that yeah. uh, even hurt me just looking at it, someone with two knee surgeries, but uh, she uh, she gets Toomer to pull over, and, and he tells him you know where the hideout is, and it's implied that she made him eat his own member. Which you can do if you have some blue chew. Stop. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, tumor's likely dead. <laughs> yeah. I so, uh, yeah, probably bled out. So, Mindy calls Marcus and tells him that she's going to be hit girl, like it or not. Chris gives a big speech to his army in front of the shark tank. Um, and they still debate, like, is it dead? <laughs> Like, uh, salt water. I think it's fresh water. So then they uh, kick ass, wearing the Big Daddy armor. I like that. And Hit Girl show up. with a big army of superheroes, and a big fight ensues. Uh, Hit Girl pretty much immediately kills Black Death with the Spirit of the Eye. So, like I said, all three of the henchmen were worthless. Yep. Uh, during the fight, Ass Kicker saves Battle Boy with a uh, face turn, even though his info led directly to Dave's dad being killed, which will not be brought up again. <laughs> not addressed at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's, uh... That's, uh, grounds to end a friendship on, I would say. I, I mean, I don't want to be rash, but I, I would tend to agree. <laughs> uh, Hit Girl and Mother Russia have a pretty good fight. Should have been longer. She pulls out this syringe and, uh... This was the, uh, the last shot. Yeah, Mother Russia's like, you're gonna kill me with this little needle? And then stabs, um, thinking it's poison. And she stabs Hit Girl with it. And she's like, that wasn't, that was adrenaline, bitch. Bitch. And then she starts fighting Mother Russia and stabs her with a hundred pieces of broken glass. A cool death, but the fight should have been longer. Um, in fact, I would... You'd think a C-word like you could handle a few pricks. That was good. Yeah. I, I, I kind of wish they'd have fought earlier in the movie and Mother Russia would have actually beaten her, so that way this would mean more. Well, but, here's the thing. When Mother Russia beats people, she also kills them? Yeah, well, I mean, look, you could have done something like... Um, <laughs> done a DQ finish, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, oh, the cops are coming, like, there's like 50 cops coming, you can't kill them all, Mother Russia, let's go. I don't know, you'd have to rewrite a lot of this movie, which I would not be opposed to, but no, I would have I liked to have seen, like, another fight between them where Mother Russia wins. Yeah, I'm I'm sending you something real quick that's not related to the show. Oh, that's put good. It in the, I just put it in the messenger group. Oh, that's, that's always good radio. Yeah, absolutely, take a look, it's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Take a look, dude. Now everybody's going to be annoyed. Who cares, man? Screw them. We do this show for us, not for them. Me entering Applebee's the way God intended. And it's Chuck Norris and Daisy Dukes. Why are you audibly describing the meme? Because I don't want people to be left out. Why are you not just laughing? Like, ah, oh my God, Chuck Norris and Daisy Dukes. Awesome. That's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. So, Kick-Ass follows Chris to the roof. The two fight. Chris uh, falls through the skylight, though, but Kick-Ass saves him. And mm-hmm. Kick, uh, Chris is like, no, 
Like, you can't I'm gonna have... be a villain. I'm gonna live forever. He's like, yeah, you can't have this. He's like, I'm gonna be immortal, like an evil Jesus. And then he he's breaks. Basically, the... yeah, he's like uh, trying to do his best V, where he's like, ideas are bulletproof. Yeah, and he he breaks the grip, and as soon as that, he's on his way down. He's like, oh, <laughs> he yeah. immediately regrets it. Exactly. But he does land in the shark tank, so that's good. But. But the shark was not dead, and it eats him. R.I.P. to Chris D'Amico. Afterwards, Justice Forever says, this will be the last time we do this, and they all say goodbye. Also, and they were happy, right. happy 41st birthday to McLovin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Later on, Mindy tells Dave she's leaving the city because she killed six guys with a cop's gun, so they're probably yep. going to want her for murder. Yep. And she kisses Dave goodbye. Says, Which was oh, really that- yeah, that was a nice scene. Is that was my first kiss? It was weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, not quite Ellen Page raping Dwight weird, but you know, weird. Yeah. Dave continues to train, and he's upgraded his suit to like Iron Man colors. It's like an Iron yeah. Man, but with the same color scheme. And then we get a we get a roll credits, but we get a post credit scene. Did you see? Oh it? my god, I missed it, dude. Oh. What what did they what did they do? It was okay. Uh, we go to a hospital, and Chris is sitting in a bed. He has no arms and no legs, and he's trying to sit up and get a uh, reach a straw in a cup of water. And, uh, yeah, that was it. So I thought they are going to be like, and then someone hands him the drink. No. And it was Todd who turned <laughs> heel again. <laughs> So that was uh, Kick-Ass 2. Yeah, that was. Not a good movie. Not By and large, not not memorable. Um, four out of ten. I'm being gracious. Yeah. I, I, I probably didn't hate it as much as you. It's Look, if you, if you were a fan of the first one, you might like this one. The problem is, it's just way weaker. It than, is. Like... The comedy doesn't hit as much. Chris is great. That's the highlight. Yeah. A lot of his stuff does hit. Yeah. And some of Kick-Ass's lines are good, too. But Hit Girl's not as cool in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Stars and Stripes being a downgrade for Big Daddy. Um, yeah, the relationship stuff didn't really work with Night Bitch. Um, yeah. The story drop with uh, uh, Mindy and the dance team. Didn't didn't really resolve its I don't know, it was just whatever. Uh I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. It's not bad, it's just there. It's it's entertaining if you have ninety minutes, but like Yeah. There's way I will better say, and, for keeping it short. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's I don't know. It was uh if you go in expecting it to be as good as the first one, it will not be. Yeah. But now uh yeah, uh, five out of ten, and uh, yeah, I don't know, just a uh, bit of a letdown. I would agree. I would agree. Next week, folks, we are finally out of this wretched year. Mm, well, we will be next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got one more. Uh, fire up Disney Plus if you want to be caught up with us and want to have a frame of reference when we review next week's episode. Next week, we're reviewing Thor The Dark World, and I have a very funny backstory with this movie that I will tell next week. Like I said, Thor The Dark World on Disney+. Plus. 
And that's going to wrap up 2013. And now, Thank with God. that, yes, our with, worst with year. That, with that, consider. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I mean, as far as with a decent amount of movies, I feel like 06 was really bad. What did 06 have? Let's see. Man of or not Man of Steel. Uh, <laughs> Superman Returns, X3. Hey, it had okay. X X three was bad. Oh yeah, you're right. Did have V for Vendetta? That was great. Yeah. Super X. Oh, Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Oh six. Oh six. But thirteen was thirteen was a, a, a. I don't know. For some reason, this this year has felt like three months to get through. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now. Folks, with that being considered, we're going to get out of here. And I'm going to quote Colonel Stars and Stripes when I say, try to have fun. Because otherwise, what's the point? 